1: What's going on everyone, we got a bonus episode today. I know that quads and I are taking the week off, but we still got to deliver some content for y'all. So we are sitting down with Brett Harrison. He is a top 50 prospect going into the NHL draft and a possible pick for the Canucks in the second round with their 41st pick overall. Uh, he spent his time this past year playing in Finland, getting some time to play some hockey as the OHL shut down, played at the U18s for Canada, won a gold medal there, and he is going to return to the OHL next season with with the Oshawa Generals for his second season there. Uh, very excited to uh, to bring this conversation to you guys. And at the end, we found out that Brett actually works out with Bo Horvat in the offseason in London. So, some exciting stuff in the chat there. So, stay tuned for the Horvat chat near the end of the interview. Uh, but uh, I think we'll just get right to it now with this bonus conversation here with a top 50 draft prospect. So, without further ado, here's my chat with Brett Harrison. Alright guys, joining me now for the bonus conversation We got another top 50 prospect coming on the show Brett Harrison, he's coming off of playing some time in Finland Off of the U18s, a gold medal there We'll definitely get into that Also of the OHL, and we'll see what's going on with that next year for Brett But Brett, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing awesome, man Like I said, a beautiful day on the West Coast here. You said it's warming up a little bit over there, Ontario That's good to hear uh, You know, Canada's starting to open up a little bit I feel like we're in some pretty good vibes right now
0: yeah, exactly, yeah, just uh, hoping to uh, open th- some things up, get a little more uh, normal summer this year, and hopefully, yeah, I get back to the OHL next year.
1: Most definitely. I know a big uh, big cause for drama over in Ontario was the golf courses. Are you much of a golfer, and have you been out since they opened up?
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, um, it was. everyone was pretty pissed about the golf courses, and yeah, I love golfing, and uh, yeah, I always uh, go golfing with my buddies, uh, yeah, after the season's over.
1: Right on. Any time out this year yet, or what?
0: Yeah, I've been out a couple times, but uh, yeah, when it was when it was shut down, I was that was when I was at the U eighteen. So when I came back, that's when most of the stuff uh, opened up.
1: Right on. You were the you're the beacon yeah. of hope to open up the golf courses when you got back to after your quarantine. I'm sure, I guess, but uh, I've heard that you're you're quite the quite the athlete off the ice as well, and you have some uh, some pass playing with baseball. You guys won a pretty good championship, right in the in the Ontario League.
0: Yes, uh, I was playing for the London Badges just here uh, locally in London. But we were uh, we were AAA baseball, and uh, yeah, we won the All Ontario's four years in a row. So, uh, and we also got uh, bronze at the Nationals, which is all of Canada. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a good round.
1: Wow, that's good to hear. And I'm a baseball background myself. You would I heard that you were a shortstop. I think you would have liked throwing to me at six foot four over there at first base. But uh, <laughs> I heard you're quite the hitter as well. You weren't just a, a fielding shortstop. but You were hitting in the top of the lineup. It sounded like
0: yeah i was uh i was hitting mostly in the in the second or third holes just uh yeah i love hitting and and uh yeah i just love to uh get the big hit in the big moment
1: absolutely was that kind of just always growing up was it hockey in the winter months and then baseball in the summer months for you
0: yeah mostly yeah we had some conflicts with when i was younger i was playing spring hockey but yeah we just uh worked our way around that but yeah mostly uh hockey in the winter and uh just get my mind off hockey
1: and play baseball in the summer. All right on. So have you gotten into any slow pitch leagues now that uh now that you moved on from baseball a little bit? Or is that something you're looking forward to in the future?
0: No, I haven't actually uh got to do that yet, but yeah, it's definitely uh I love putting the glove on, love swinging the bat just every once in a while, so yeah, it's uh Something I'm looking forward to.
1: That's exciting. I, I'm twenty seven years old, so I'm just in that phase now of starting to play in some slow pitch leagues in the summertime. And, and believe me, if you have a baseball background, you're gonna absolutely love it once you get onto these slow pitch teams a little bit older in your life.
0: Yeah, that's
1: awesome. Uh, I want to get into some of the things that you obviously did this year. A very strange year for you, and I kind of just wanted to start with what it was like. You know, first thinking that the OHL might be coming back. Obviously, it never ended up coming back for any games this year. But how, how, how really, how hard was that for you? Looking at it, I mean, coming into this year, you must be excited. It's your draft year. You get to return to Oshawa, play with the Generals, but then obviously it just never ended up working out for you. How tough was that mentally on you? Just knowing that it was your draft year
0: yeah it was uh it was really tough it was it always just kept getting uh pushed back and pushed back so I was always hopeful just keep training really hard but uh yeah um and then halfway through the year when they pushed it back again I looked to uh, farther my development uh, elsewhere which is that's when I went into Finland but yeah it was uh it was definitely tough I was gonna go back to Oshawa we had a really good team and uh, we were hoping to go for uh, a big memorial Cup run.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you guys are really starting to turn around. A lot of the younger players really get into that age where you can really affect an OHL game, too. But you mentioned Finland there. How did that kind of come about? Because I'm sure that, you know, every kid in your position at your age wants to go over and still play some hockey. So was it kind of tough to find a place to play in Finland?
0: Yeah, so uh, I was I was still, still training here in, in, uh, in London, and we were just hopeful for the OHL to start up. But then, yeah, I got pushed back again, so... I had some talks with my uh, agents and uh, with my family. And, yeah, we we thought uh, we needed to find some hockey elsewhere since it's uh, my draft year. I need to, uh, to show myself. So, uh, yeah, my agents uh, found a place uh, in Europe, and which is in Finland. And, uh, yeah, we thought we'd take the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, it was a tremendous experience.
1: And can you give me one food from Finland that maybe didn't look great but actually tasted amazing? Uh, actually, so I went into, I, w- I went to this uh, pretty cool steakhouse
0: mm-hmm. and uh, I had horse meat. Wow! And uh, yeah, it was it was very good.
1: That's an experience right there. That's uh, yeah. how did you kind of just did you dive right into that or did it take some convincing to try the horse
0: meat? Yeah, it definitely did take some uh, convincing. <laughs> I went with uh, a couple other Finnish guys, and they're like, "Oh, trust me, just take it." I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And it was really good.
1: <laughs> and I heard that you got to stay with a, with a fellow Canadian while you were there. How much easier did that make the whole experience?
0: Yeah, that was a lot easier. I went over there with uh, Nicholas Canadi. I didn't really uh, know him uh, beforehand, but, no, we got along really well. We were cooking our own meals. We were going out to the grocery store. We were cleaning our own apartments. So, uh, yeah, I taught some uh, good life lessons.
1: Well that's good. I mean, at your age, yeah, you're not really used to doing all that yet. Was it kind of a culture shock to just live on your own and have your own apartment or did you kind of enjoy the the freedom that comes with that
0: no it was it was definitely different but i I enjoyed it yeah it was uh it was awesome and the language barrier was a little bit tough as well just going to the grocery store not knowing what anything anything says and yeah it was it was a little bit different but no it was a great experience
1: and i know that saunas are big over there did you uh, spend more time in a sauna ever while you were over in finland
0: no, I actually didn't get the chance to. But yeah, all the guys said, "Yeah, you got to come to a sauna." Like they're everywhere. But no, we never got the chance to. I was uh, pretty disappointed that I didn't.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing it a couple years ago that there was like a, a famous big rink that they built there in Finland. I think at one of the the major uh, Liga cities, and I guess they had like they had a sauna where you could view the game from. Like it was kind of like a suite, but it was in a sauna, and you could watch the game from there. And I was thinking, like, wow, that's got to be quite the experience. At the same time, watch a hockey game while at the sauna.
0: Yeah, the saunas are really big, and a lot of the guys would uh, would go after the game. They'd go into the sauna and then jump into the lake, which was freezing cold, go back in the sauna and do it all over again. So that was, yeah, that's, that was their uh, tradition after the games.
1: So they convinced you to eat horse meat, but they didn't convince you to pull the old sauna into the lake trick? You didn't pull that yourself?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't, uh, I didn't get to go. I was, I was going to go, but uh, no, I just didn't end up doing it.
1: And how did you like the pace of that game? Because I know... You know, from watching that league and doing some scouting there, the the big things that kind of stick out is just like they, they don't dump the puck in. Like that's like the big thing that they do in that league. It's all about puck possession and moving up. But it's still like some of these European leagues, you see a little bit less physical play. But it feel, it feels like the Finnish leagues kind of the, the physicality almost matches what you see over here in North America in our CHL leagues. So like, how different hockey was it for you? And did you kind of maybe enjoy parts of your game getting to showcase a little bit more than maybe you do in the OHL?
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a different style of play than than uh, the OHL and yeah, like you said, it was a lot of puck possession. There was a lot of uh, set breakouts, just setting up behind your net and everyone coming back. And there was a lot of traps from the other team. So uh, it, yeah, it was a little bit a little bit slower. I'm a little bit more of a go 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 guy, like on the forecheck in Oshawa. But uh, yeah, it was, so it was definitely different for me. And uh, yeah, just the bigger ice we were playing on. Uh, Uh, just a lot bigger ice and uh we had a little bit more time with the puck which was uh yeah which was good and uh yeah something that i uh got used to but it was uh yeah it was awesome
1: how was it for face-offs because i know that uh, canadians are kind of famous for being some of the best face-off takers uh in the world were you dominating over there in finland or what uh yeah that was i was playing a little bit of wing as
0: well so uh yeah i played like half half center half wing but yeah i love taking I love taking face-offs, and yeah, I love playing tennis.
1: Right. And what was the coaching staff like over there, especially dealing with you? Like, was there a problem with the English barrier, or was it kind of all good and, and worked out well?
0: Yeah the the coaching staff couldn't really speak any English, so uh, <laughs> it was definitely uh, it was a little different. So they were most they were mostly just drawing it up on the board, and we had to go from there. But yeah, <laughs> I just remember one time we uh, we got scored on a couple times, and they called a timeout, and they're just. Yelling at us and finish and i had no clue what was going on so uh it was uh it was a little weird just uh listening to that but you know some of the some of the players could uh speak a little bit of english which uh helped a lot
1: yeah well that's good you. yeah i guess like getting yelled at and finish i don't know if that's like better or worse than being yelled at in yeah
2: yeah
1: <laughs> and uh i mean looking forward to next year um all things go it sounds like for the ohl how excited are you to just get back to oshawa and see what happens there
0: yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited about that, so yeah, hopefully uh, everything is everything a plan to uh, start it on time, so uh, yeah, we should have a uh, really great team, and uh, ho- hopefully I'm a really big factor on that team, and hopefully play a full 68-game uh, schedule.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you jumped into your first year, you put up 21 goals and 16 assists in that first year, uh, looking back at your rookie year in the OHL, how do you kind of evaluate what you did in your rookie season? Yeah, I think uh, it
0: was a really successful uh, rookie season just uh, making the jump from minor major to the OHL is uh, is a really big jump a lot of uh, bigger guys and a lot stronger but no I think uh, I really translated well and the coaching staff gave me uh, some good experiences and gave me uh, and then gave me just the opportunity to uh, showcase myself and also uh, just the veterans on the team just made made the transition really smoothly so uh, yeah I really appreciate uh, all the help
1: and we talked about the points there obviously but at the same time like a lot of people that I've spoke to who have watched you play a lot more than I have especially in that year in the OHL they speak very highly of your defensive game is that kind of always been something that you've looked to really make a strength of your game on the ice
0: yeah I've always wanted to be a really reliable player on uh, all areas of the ice and uh, yeah I want to be a really great two-way player and that really helps uh transitioning to the next level into the pro hockey so yeah I really take pride in uh, my defensive zone and all uh, all aspects
1: of the ice. I always wonder, like about players that like to have a strong point of defense. Like, is it something that is just worked on every single day, or is there always something that you look at at the off season where you can improve your defensive game? Because I know that you know offense, it's easy. You work on your shooting, you work on your passing, you work on your skating, your speed, everything. But like, I'm curious, how do you improve your defense in the off season? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of a mindset,
0: and uh, just defense uh, translates in, into offense. But uh, yeah, you can uh, definitely work on stuff in uh, in the off season. Just having a really great stick, having an active stick, and uh, into the lanes, and also just uh, when you're doing battle drills, make sure uh, make sure you're not just going through the motions on the battle drills. Just make sure you uh, try to prevent them from scoring, and always uh, keep the man keep the man from the net.
1: Right on. And what's it been like for you this off season? I know a very different one, obviously. But are you able to get some ice right now and get some off season workouts, all that kind of stuff? Some sort of regularity, maybe?
0: Yes, uh, it's just starting to open up here. So uh, I was on the ice uh, just last week. So yeah, it's starting. To, things are starting to open up, and uh, yeah, hopefully it can be uh, a normal off season.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And I, I heard in a recent interview, and I wasn't too happy to hear this being from Vancouver, but you're a Bruins fan, am I right there? Yes, that's. uh, I've always been a Bruins fan. That's. that's, uh, It came down all the way from my grandpa. He
0: used to be. uh, He was best friends with Gary Doak, so uh, that just kind of went through the family.
1: Right on. Well, that's that's a fine reason, I guess. We don't love that answer here in Vancouver, but we'll we'll deal with it. We've had a lot of guys come from the Boston area. Uh, You know, that are now part of the Canucks organization. And they they make the transfer once they get drafted here. So that's fine. Uh, But I know that someone one of the players that you like to, I guess, sort of play like, play a similar way to is Patrice Bergeron. And, you know, that's probably where a lot of that two-way play comes from from you. Uh, What is it about his game that just impresses you the most? Because from what I've heard, you're a huge hockey nut and I know you watch a ton of NHL games. What is it about Bergeron that, like, sticks out? I guess, different from all the other two-way players, because, I mean, he comes up every year as one of the best two-way players in the league, it feels like.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, he uh, really takes pride in his face-offs, and, uh, yeah, you always want possession to uh, to start the shift off, and, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a really great two-way player, and also, he can score some uh, pretty big goals, so he finds uh, the soft areas in the slot and has a uh, really great scoring touch, and, uh, yeah, I can put the puck in the net, but... Yeah, his two-way game is definitely uh, one of the top top in the league. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, – I like to watch him in every Bruins game and uh, see what I can uh, pick off his game to uh, translate it to mine.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what I've seen from a lot of the goals that you score. I mean, you love to score them, you know, in the dirty areas, around the net. Uh, is that just something that you wanted to always key in on is now that you – you know, you have the size, you have the growth spree, you're looking good at two now. Uh, is that something that you want to really make sure that that's where a lot of your offense is coming from, just going to the net hard and getting those dirty goals? Yeah, I think uh,
0: most most of the goals uh, that are scored are just sitting right there, right there in front of the net. As uh, yeah, it's hard to score off the rush, but no, I like to score goals in uh, in different aspects of the way, like deflections, rebounds, just uh, off a slot shot, shot. So uh, yeah, I think uh, just finding different ways to score is really good. But most of the most of the goals are scored right in the dirty areas,
1: and sometime on the PK as well. I'm hoping moving forward for you is that something that you want to bring to your game. Uh, going back to the OHL? Because I know you spent a, a little bit of time in your rookie season, but you didn't really get a lot, did you?
0: No, I didn't get uh, too much PK time, but I got PK time at the U18 tournament, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I thought I did a really great job with that. So, yeah, just moving forward, just uh, playing on the penalty kill is uh, is a privilege, and, uh, yeah, just doing anything to prevent them from scoring, doing blocking shots, make sure you get the puck uh, 200 feet down the ice. So, yeah, I really like playing the penalty kill
1: awesome good to hear it. and yeah you got the opportunity at the u18s we got to talk about that because i'm like i'm thinking you're over in finland you're getting to play in these games that's that's great that you're getting back to playing hockey but how great was it for you to get the experience of playing at the u18s especially after a year of you know waiting on the ohl nothing happening there having to go to finland i must like i have to imagine that getting a chance to play the u18s was like the the best part of the year for you for sure
0: yeah for sure it was. Just uh getting that call from alan miller was uh yeah it was definitely the one of the best phone calls i ever gotten it was uh really exciting and uh but yeah when we got there it was a little bit of a different uh experience than usual just uh, a lot of uh COVID protocols and uh just uh, isolating in our room for a little bit but no it was uh it was an unbelievable experience it was a great group of guys we uh really bonded right away and uh had a lot of trust in each other which is uh yeah one of the reasons why i think we did so well but uh yeah the hockey was unbelievable and the whole experience was uh one that i'll never forget
1: did it feel good when the coach was screaming at you knowing that it was in english this time and you could understand (laughs) yes
0: exactly yeah
1: (laughs) and i mean that group that you guys had put together there i mean a lot of impressive uh players that were a little bit younger but for you guys coming into your draft year how much of it was just you know, this is the big moment for us to showcase ourselves because with not so much sports going on, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it was the hype of what we see at the World Juniors every year. I mean, you know that as a Canadian, uh, yeah. how, how crazy the hype is for that. But, I mean, maybe just, like, a level down. Like, a lot of people were watching the U18s this year, probably more than we've seen in the past. Uh, were you kind of aware of that, that it was, you know, every game was on national television now? You know, Canada was talking about it, U.S. was talking about it. Was it. Was it kind of like one of the biggest stages you've got to play on in your career, do you think? Yeah, it
0: was. Uh, yeah, my parents were. They didn't get a chance to go. They were just uh, watching back home. So yeah, I obviously I knew it was on national television. Television and uh, a lot of my friends were watching. But yeah, I try not to focus on that and in uh, the whole NHL scouts in the in the building. But yeah, I just try to uh, focus on the game. But yeah, that was probably one of the one of the biggest moments I've ever been in my life just uh, being in that uh, u-18 tournament but no it was uh, I love playing under pressure and uh, yeah it was uh, it was a lot of fun to play in.
1: and have you taken the gold medal off yet or is it still hanging around your neck
0: <laughs> yeah no I've uh, it's uh, it's in my room hanging in my room right now
1: that's good to hear that's that's awesome man that must be kind of fun to walk by and see every day eh? yeah it's awesome. No doubt. And that, that group you got to play with some some awesome players on that team. Who were some guys that kind of stuck out to you that uh that you know you enjoyed maybe playing on a line with or just kind of impressed you in practice and in games?
0: Yeah, obviously, uh the two younger guys were just uh unbelievable. I never I didn't really get a chance to uh see Bedard in person before, but uh yeah, he was uh he was pretty electric every time he got the puck and uh, just some of the goals that he scored were we're just mind-blowing and uh yeah just uh Shane Wright he was just every game he missed a couple games and then first first game he comes back he scores in the first period and gets a big goal for us so yeah he's uh, just both of those guys, those guys were uh really uh big pieces for us
1: and when you go to this U18s I mean you're competing against the best guys in your age group what do you kind of take away from there and say wow this is the part of the game that I need to work on a little bit more from this yeah, I like to uh, I like
0: to work on uh, my skating more as uh, just to uh, make it to the next level. You need to uh, be really great, uh, great skater, and uh, yeah, just to uh, get my first three steps so I can uh, be better from a standstill position and to uh, be more explosive.
1: And for you now, looking forward to the draft. I mean, it's going to be an exciting six weeks for you as we head into it. Here, um, is it is it kind of strange feeling for you, or are you just full on excited to see what happens on that draft day now?
0: No, it's, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens, and, uh, yeah, it's too bad that, uh, it's online again this year, it would have been a pretty cool experience to, uh, get to go to the draft, but, no, I'm going to be, uh, here with my family in London, and, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh really excited to uh see what happens
1: yeah no doubt i mean it really could go anyway this is such a strange draft. are you kind of yeah. aware of that as a prospect because it's something that us as you know the scouting community and people who follow the sport we're all like oh it's such a crab shoot this year do you kind of feel that way as a prospect as well or are you kind of just you know sitting there and seeing what happens
0: yeah i'm mostly just uh just sitting what happens as i know that uh anything can really happen this year so uh i've, I've prepared myself for that but yeah it's uh it's definitely a different year just uh not getting to play a a regular season and all the players in the OHL didn't get to so yeah it's uh I know that's going to be a little bit of a strange uh draft but no I'm just uh ready to uh ready for any circumstances
1: right and in such a strange year like you mentioned without the OHL I mean how important wasn't for you to go over to Finland and play and get that time at the U18s because otherwise you know scouts are just going to have to go off what you did two years ago really yeah i think
0: it was uh really good for me to uh showcase myself in uh both of those two uh two areas and uh no it was uh it was a great experience it was just getting back to uh playing hockey the sport that i love was just uh unbelievable and to uh yeah but back here there wasn't uh any ice or any gyms open so uh, i had to go somewhere else to keep developing and uh keep uh, working on my game
1: and did you feel like it was as successful as you kind of hoped that it could be going over to Finland and seeing what everything happened this year?
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable. I loved I loved every minute of it. And uh, yeah, just uh, just aside from the hockey part, just uh, just getting a little bit back to normalcy, just uh, coming to the rink every day and practicing and working out, just uh, getting into a routine. I love just being in a routine. So yeah, just uh, getting back to that was uh, yeah, I think that really helped me.
1: And I know you grew up in London. Can you tell us, like, we're over here on the West Coast, a lot of our listeners in Vancouver. For some reason, we have a lot of listeners in Calgary. Uh, but tell us one thing about London that people who, who aren't from there don't know.
0: Yeah, we, in London, it's uh, it's a pretty big city. It's, uh, it's about uh, 400,000. But I actually uh, grew up in Dorchester, which is just a small town uh, outside of London. Okay. About uh, 10,000 people. But, yeah, I moved into London three years ago. But... Yeah, I mostly uh, grew up in Dorchester, and Dorchester, uh, it's just a small town, they love sports, they love baseball, soccer, hockey, it's just a really great and athletic town, so yeah, it's a really small town, you get to, uh, you get to know a lot of people, and everyone's uh, really supportive.
1: So was Dorchester where you played a lot of your baseball, like, did you guys have, like, a really impressive team from just that small city? Uh, yeah,
0: we had. Uh, I played. I played Dorchester before I. Uh, I went to the London Badgers, which was AAA. So Dorchester was just uh, an A team, but then uh, I moved up to the AAA team with the London Badgers uh, when I was uh, 11 years
1: old. Right on. Well, that's good to hear. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that's so different because like. I know the city of London must be crazy about their Knights over there. We have a lot of cities over here where the WHL team, you know, is the center of attention. Is that kind of what it's like in London? Like with, you know, obviously you're with Oshawa now, but I mean, you, you spend your time in London. Is it just kind of crazy for the Knights over there? Because I don't really understand. Like I've, I've heard a lot of things about how big the London Knights are, but is it really just take over the city when they're playing?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty big deal. Like the London Knights are, yeah, they're really big. The the rinks right in the downtown, and they have the biggest rink in the OHL. They they fill the rink every single night with nine thousand fans. So wow. yeah, it's uh it's definitely uh, really big in London, and uh, yeah, it's a tradition every Friday night. There's a home night's game, and they always fill the rink.
1: And I mean, I'm sure you spent some time going to those games <coughs> when you're a kid, but now to be in the OHL uh, for yourself in Oshawa, like how how cool was it to? to kind of realize that dream in your rookie season a couple of years ago and play in the OHL in front of crowds like that.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable. And yeah, when I was, when I was growing up, I had, uh, my family had season tickets for 10 years to the Knights and, wow. uh, yeah. So just, uh, being able to play, play in front of, uh, all my friends and family when they, when I came to London was, uh, yeah, it was a really special moment and just, uh, getting that little laugh around and uh and warm-up was uh really cool as well
1: so do you remember some of those moments like the big Bo Horvat goal and in, in some of those playoffs there I mean now obviously he's a part of the Vancouver Canucks what do you remember from those teams I was actually
0: at that game yeah no <clears throat> yeah it was uh it was an unbelievable experience it was they went upstairs they didn't know if it was in or not and, <laughs> and then uh the ref pointed to center ice that was a goal and the like, whole crowd went crazy but yeah, it was, uh, and I actually uh, worked out, and uh, I'm on the ice with Bo Horvat uh, during the summer. So uh, yeah, since I, I got to know him, which uh, which was pretty cool.
1: That's pretty awesome, especially being a kid watching that goal. I'm sure that was one of the craziest hockey moments you've ever seen in person. And now you're on the ice working out with him. That's pretty awesome, man. Eh?
0: Yeah, it was uh, it's, it. was really cool, yeah.
1: Right on. So what's Bo like in his off-season workouts? I mean, he, he obviously works a hell of a lot. We've, we've seen his improvement <clears throat> in skating over the past, you know, five, six years since he was drafted, and, and it's something that's really improved in his game. What's it like working out in the off-season with him? Is he just busting you every single minute on the ice?
0: Oh, he's a workhorse. He loves – he just loves to get better, and, uh, yeah, his legs are just huge. So he's always – he always works, and he just – he comes to the gym. He comes with a really great mindset, and uh, he likes to he likes to have fun. But uh, but when the when the work comes, he just gets right down to business and gets focused. So yeah, I'm a i am I have the same <clears throat> I have the same uh, power skating coach as him, and uh, yeah, we do a lot of power skating together. And uh, yeah, he's uh, really great on his edges, and uh, just uh, loves to get better
1: right on well it worked for Bo I'm hoping that it works for you as well with improving your skating I mean it seems like you're in the right spot to learn with them then and hopefully you can get in the face-off dot with him I mean he's one of the best in the NHL for face-offs how do you do when you match up in the face-off dot with Bo
0: um I don't actually think I've done a face-off with him but uh yeah we do every Friday we have like a a scrimmage with uh OHL and NHL guys and Mm -hmm. uh yeah just being on the ice with guys like Travis Konechny, Nick Suzuki and uh and Jordan Kyrie, who's just, uh, yeah, it's really great to battle with them and uh, have some fun.
1: Right on it. And how cool is that? I mean, maybe not cool is the right word, but how how crucial is that kind of for your development to see what these guys do every day on the ice to get to that level and then you get to, you know, skate with them and see what you have to kind of improve on or what level you have to get at, you know, with commitment to this game to get to the level where they're at?
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I just, uh, yeah, whenever I'm on the ice with them, I always – when I'm just waiting in line, I always watching what they're doing and see if I can uh, translate that into into my training sessions or to my game. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool to uh, see where they, they're at right now to uh, to see, to know the, where I need to get. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really great for uh, them to be pushing me to uh, just get better every session.
1: Right on, man. Well, that's good to hear. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of wrap things up here. I really appreciate you taking some time. But, Brett, the final thing that I've been – I don't know why this started happening, but every prospect that I've been talking to – I've been telling him to, if you're in a time, I guess like a, you're going back in time, say eight years, you're ten years old, it's Sunday morning, you're about to watch a bunch of cartoons, and you get a massive bowl of the sugariest cereal that you want. What's the best sugar cereal when you were ten years old? Um, I'm not too sure, I wasn't a big cereal guy when I was younger, but
0: uh, I do like uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's uh, <laughs> it's something I still uh, I still like to eat to this day, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, I like to taste of that, but no, I'm not, a, I'm not a big sugary cereal guy.
1: It's funny, I, I'm pretty sure you haven't listened to our previous episodes with some of the other prospects, but you've kept the trend going of every single one saying Cinnamon Toast Crutch, so thanks for that. <laughs> wow, no, I actually didn't. Yeah, every, every guy I've talked to has said uh, I think we're three for three for Cinnamon Toast Crunch so. <laughs> uh, That's fun. yeah, I mean, they got to sponsor us by now, I think So, uh. yeah. <laughs> Well, Brett, really appreciate you taking some time uh, out of your day To join us here on the show Chat about your your hockey career a little bit And it's just getting started now, man So we wish you the best of luck here from Vancouver uh, In the next six weeks here with this draft I'm sure it's an exciting time for yourself and your family So uh, best of luck at the draft mm-hmm. And uh, we'll hopefully see you in the NHL in a couple of years Yes, thank you very much. I really
2: appreciate it. When it comes to clothes, having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits your life seamlessly with quality you have to feel to believe. Whether you're stocking up for any weather or picking up a special gift, you'll find an impressive selection of staples to choose from. So whether you're on the hunt for a heavyweight hoodie, a fleece jacket, or a hardworking pair of warm sweatpants, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop Wear Anywhere Closet Staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code AnyStyle24 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code AnyStyle24.